Welcome to Real Talk, Real Women, Breaking the Silence Around Abuse. I am Gemma Serenity Gorokov, your host, and today we are honored with the presence of Stephanie Mankin. Stephanie Mankin is an MMA undefeated champion and was one of the first women to enter the sport. She's a motivational speaker, a media personality, a model, a fashion influencer, and a designer. Stephanie began training for the MMA at the early age, at an early age, and when she turned 18 years old, she was recruited by MMA fighter and manager Randy Couture to fight professionally. She was quickly signed by Crossfire MMA, a leading fighting company, representing some of the biggest names in MMA. Stephanie went on to be one of the first females to fight professionally and have an undefeated career. <laughs> I'm going to try. No, no. <laughs> I, I don't know how you are. Your beautiful title. <laughs> Born in Florida and raised in both Florida and New York, Stephanie has a historic legacy on both sides of her family. Her mother's side is the Dubinsky family, led by labor leader, politician, and philanthropist David Dubinsky who was instrumental in establishing the New York garment industry. Her father is the son of the infamous New York crime boss, Saul Shush Mankin, alleged to be the head of the Jewish organized crime syndicate, along with his brother Ben or Benny Mankin. Stephanie is the namesake of her grandfather. As part of the Dubinsky family, Stephanie was raised as part of New York society with her family regularly socializing with such families as the Kennedys, Rockefellers, and Rothschilds. Stephanie speaks to women about succeeding in a man's world and gives motivational speeches to battered and abused women suffering mentally, emotionally, and physically all around the states. She's also known as a fighting fashionista for designing clothing that showcases her own unique style. Her design inspiration comes from designers including Alexander McQueen and Christian Dior. Stephanie Mankin is an advocate for healthy living, regularly talking about the importance of fitness, nutrition, and mental, physical, and spiritual wellness. And the last thing I'm going to tell you is that in the description of this episode, there is all her current up-to-date links so you can connect with her make sure you show her all your support and that we can all together elevate support welcome stephanie really appreciate having you oh thank you it's my pleasure how are you doing today how do you feel (sighs) tired i'm finally gonna be honest i'm tired right there is a lot going we all on. Have a, yeah. Yeah. We all we all have those moments and it's important to acknowledge them because that doesn't rid yourself from all your achievements, your greatness. It is okay. One day but it's, it's a rarity for me to say. Truly so. That's a rarity. My first question for you, Stephanie. We are structuring this interview in three parts the first part is can you please tell us a little bit about your journey your life journey knowing that we talk to your ideal audience victims hiding in plain sight who needs 
guidance, who are suffering, who have been abused, or maybe have to recognize that what they are going through is abuse. I think the most important thing is, you know, people see the names, you know, my childhood, my life, and they don't realize that behind the scenes, I'm enduring some of the same things they are. It's not all rainbows and unicorns. So I don't want people to think that they're, you know, any different than a celebrity, an A-lister, or whatever you want to categorize this quote-unquote subject as my life being. So what kind of abuse do you know? And when, when I'm asking that, it's globally, because there is mental abuse, emotional abuse, sexual abuse, financial abuse. There is so much creativity in that wide range. There is also self-abuse with all the sabotaging thoughts. On a personal level, I can honestly say mental, emotional, physical at times. Um, but as far as the world, I'm now... I'm delving deeper into the sex trafficking and just the just the ugliness that I haven't seen on some other titles that are now being titled. And I'm trying to put my best foot forward to kind of encompass it all and tackle it all with my team. And every time you turn around, there's just more. And it makes you, you want to become cynical and you can't because you're angry. And you're not only angry at the person causing the other person harm, but you're angry at the person being harmed because they shouldn't be. And it's a very frustrating and daunting task. So what are you putting together to to help at least at some level? Because we cannot do it all in one person. That's the joke. We wouldn't want to, but no. So what are you putting into place to help? So the wheels in motion so far are, I will come out and do appearances. I will visit battered women's shelters. I will speak. I will teach self-defense. I will do anything I can at the current moment that's in my means. The further goal is to open shelters so women have a safe haven for, you know, look, Everybody gets scared. Everybody freezes in a moment. It's just the body's natural instinct. But once they realize they can take that breath and go, okay, I know there's a safe place where I can take myself and or my child out of an abusive relationship or just situation or danger and have a place where there's a bed, a meal, just clothing, education, anything. That's the ultimate goal. Ideally, the ultimate goal is to stop having this happen But let's be real. It won't. All we can do is do our best to help others. This is why we have that kind of show to really to awaken, to help people become conscious of what is available, where is a help available, that there is a life beyond the abuse. And indeed, one of the solutions is a safe haven, is some other places that already exist. It's to create solutions. You know, you look at the women and you see sometimes the fear. And they they think to themselves, okay, you know, they get promised, oh, this will be the last time I'll hit you or whatever it may be. And it's not the case. 
it's kind of like the cheater. Once a cheat, always a cheat. That's my philosophy. They're not going to stop. You know, I was doing another interview and I was asked a question similar and it was, you know, it comes down to if every person could simply do one act of kindness a day, how much of an impact that would make on our society. Hold a door. Pick something off a shelf that someone that's not of the height can't reach. Simple little things. Just be kind. When you're just being kind, isn't it a moment when you fear to have your kindness taken into weakness, especially when you are used to be abused? You know, I... I... I feel like my career kind of falls into that category. There's something, and I think it goes for all fighters. There's something in our heads where, you know, something in our past, just something has triggered us to want to do something so, and I know I'm a hypocrite for saying this now, so violent and disgusting. I can no longer condone my actions as a fighter. And that's what I want people to realize as much as I was a fighter professionally and it was consensual going around and smacking each other and knocking each other out just is not the way it's not even an image to portray to the youth to watch on TV as a sport because it leads the message that violence is okay. And we're seeing more and more of that on commercials, just the shows, TV shows. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, My mm-hmm. frustration level becomes very high. And sometimes, you know, the calmer people around me have to kind of just level me off to that, like, <sighs> chill level. Totally, totally. Right. Wow. You know, there is a lot of respect because of all these undefeated MMA champion title, so much respect, a little bit of fear, just like, ah, oh, cannot mess up with her, kind of thoughts. But at the end of the day, it's all about connection. It's about empowering each other. It's about having the certainty that whatever happens, you have the ability to respond appropriately, accordingly to whatever is being thrown at you. I feel like I've put myself in a catch-22. You know, here I am saying my hand, you know, I'm always paying it forward. I want to pay it forward. My hands, my fists come apart. Everybody's fists come apart and can be a helping hand. You know, I will never take down the sport. It's here. I don't know how long it'll last, but moving forward, it's time that I show the proper side. And that's the main goal. Mm -hmm. Fighting is not the answer. You know, it's like hate. You're not born to hate. You're taught it. And society is just out of control. This is why we want to inspire at the deepest level to everybody to take back their own power to think 
and took shoes so that they can feel safe, secure, so that there is no risk and there is no fight or flight answer that comes up immediately as soon as there is something new, so that we can ease and elevate the world. You know, unfortunately, the ugliness of this country, being America, has come out. And it seems as if things are getting worse. And there are multiple groups trying to do what we're doing. My whole thing is, instead of being groups, why not all unite and become one unit? A unit is much more powerful. So I say to anybody out there that is willing or wants to be on the platform, don't be afraid, reach out, and let's become a unit. We will be stronger. We've got to take the word fear away. Yeah. It's not right for a woman to live in fear. Absolutely. Absolutely. You know, in my life, I have been victorious over 15 years of domestic violence. Beaten, put down, raped, almost killed twice. Living in fear. Having fear to come back home knowing that home is not safe, knowing that at any moment in time, my, my at that time husband would flip between angel and devil in a moment's notice without being able to know in advance really what would sparkle the demon in him. And that was highly disturbing. So when you really bring forth that point, I not only understand but this is also why we created this platform, Real Talk, Real Women, to talk seriously and sincerely, authentically about what's going on, and then to bring solutions. And indeed, one of the solutions is to speak up, to break the silence around abuse, to dare to say what is actually going on behind closed doors, because there, there is abuse. I feel as if women feel embarrassed or they're going to have a label put on them. And that's not the case. Because if anything, I would look to you and say, you are an amazing fighter. I give you the belt. Because you earned a championship belt more than I did. Because you had a real life situation. And people need to understand it's okay. You know, for example, Twitch, he just took his own life this amazing talent dancer, hiding pain with a smile. If people could realize it's okay, you don't always have to smile. You can cry. You can be afraid. You can be any emotion you want. But know at the end of the day that there's a unity and circle of women out there saying with open arms, here we are, don't be afraid put out your arms, we will hold you and grab you. Absolutely, and that is absolutely true. And this is why we are here today. Absolutely. Stephanie, what has been the shift in consciousness between being an MMA fighter and defeated MMA champion and suddenly turning and saying, you know what? It's not okay. Let's look at what's going on and let's empower all these women. They cannot continue that way. What was that? 
moment when it all shifted out? You know, like, like I've said before, when I always asked, I was put in the sport for just fun as anger management. So the acknowledge that there was anger and something triggering me led to that. But you get to a point where, you know, it was the simplest of things. I was sitting in a sports bar with friends, you know, just or people would point out, oh, Steph, look, they're replaying a fight. And it got to the point I couldn't watch myself because I started as I got older, I started to feel disgusted with myself and the hypocrisy of here I am trying to be a better person and create and give positivity to the world. Yet I now have to live with and look at what I've done by harming others, consensual or not. It was wrong, in my opinion. You know, growth and maturity can be an amazing tool, but it can also cause a lot of pain. And for people that think, you know, I did this sport and I didn't think twice by hurting people, trust me, the pain is within me now and I've got to fix it. I'm totally here with you, Steph. Totally here with you. Totally understand. And you know, there is something that is called reverse abuse. When you have been abused so much that suddenly you turn aggressive and now you fight back stronger than ever. And you and you discover a strength that comes from I don't know where, another dimension or something, or maybe from the anger. And that makes you so strong that other human beings are as light as a feather. This is how it feels like. But when we turn in that direction, it's just a moment. Then we come back to our normal life and normal level, like human level. It's like, what happened? And then you look at what you injured. And it's like, I would have never done that. Yeah. Yeah. I, I understand. I, I have been there. I've done that as well. It's kind of like a healing phase. It's slow, but, you know, people love to hold on to the MMA champ aspect of me, which I appreciate. You know, when I see a young lady that approaches me when I'm doing an event and an appearance and says, oh my goodness, you gave me the strength. You showed me it was cool. Or I did the, you know, that part warms your heart. <laughs> but then you think, eh, was that really a good example to do it through? Did I channel it properly for them? And you think twice. Yeah. Right. You think twice. You think, okay, I went to college. I took all the proper steps and look what I still did. Granted, it was really cool in an essence. I know that sounds so hypocritical still. But you come out the when you're done, you come out the other end so different. You know, I almost lost my life because of my career. A year ago, a man tried to take my life. He thought it was, according to the police, he was playing. I was at a private fashion show and the show ended and everyone was just mingling, you know. And this young individual asked for some photos and I obliged. And next thing I knew, I was being choked out in a rear Brazilian jiu-jitsu chokehold. 
And he had positioned himself in a way where he knew what he was doing, that I couldn't get a shot. And I had been lifted up by my hair, by my head, and my feet were off the ground. And, you know, thankfully, my mind was, I was, I can't say I was breathing because I was being choked, but my mind kept me calm enough to say, okay, give it a second, give it a second, keep looking around. And I luckily got a shot and broke free. That's why I believe in the self-defense. But the fact that a man feels he could do this to a woman is absolutely disgusting. And for the police to say, and I find this most sick of all, we're thankful it was you. That enraged me because that just says, oh, you're a fighter. You made it. So what happens when this guy goes to do it to someone else? That's where we, that's where the cycle has to stop. Wow. I'm sorry you had to experience that because this is not for that that you learned the enemy. It is not for that kind of experience, even though that serves in that kind of situation. But to, to really find yourself there. It's funky. It's truly wrong. But what's even more wrong is there were men standing and watching. They didn't help. They didn't do anything. You question. You question a lot of things in your head. To this day, I'm still questioning the whole situation. So... To move to the third part of this conversation, tell us a little bit more about all the Dubinsky and all the garments and all the clothing. I mean, there's an entire other part of you that is fascinating. There is. And that's the part that's recently been breaking through, I would say, in the past couple of years. Um, so anybody that's familiar on the East Coast, especially in New York, that's attended FIT, the Fashion Institute, um, there's a name on the building, David Dubinsky, who was my uncle, and he founded the Women's Garment Union, allowing women to design and do what we do. You know, he had the heart. He ran the garment union. He was political. You know, he was controversial because his views on politics being liberal were not always liked. Um you know, the family kind of took a break from it, but it feels like that artistic part of me wants to come out, the gentle part, but also to keep the namesake and legacy going. Like the family did something amazing. I can't let the spirit of it die. Amazing. Thank you for stepping up to the challenge. Yeah, I, th I think I live for challenges. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah, it's stimulating in one, in one way. It's stimulating. It, it allows you to outgrow yourself and outgrow all that you think possible. See, that that's my thing. Like, everyone jokes with me, you know, you got to crawl before you walk and I'm ready to run. <laughs> 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 okay so you are 
slowly but surely coming to your 40. Not yet, but it's coming. And oh, yeah. at some point, I know, I, I, I have done, so am I. <laughs> a little bit ahead of you, but so am I. And there is a time when you say, okay, what is a purpose? Because I have another 40, 60, I don't know how many years. And that is a second part, which is very interesting because we are much more mature. We have much more knowledge, much more wisdom that we have acquired through the fire of life. And now, how are we going to help others? I heard you creating safe haven, speaking up, appearing, inspiring, teaching self-defense. Yeah. So that any time when you're getting choked or anything that you just got, you can actually get out of the grip. I was, the twice, the two times I was almost killed was also by being choked to the point of losing consciousness. And because I lost, I lost consciousness both times, they lost the grip because they're like, <laughs> maybe I killed? No, just not, like so close. So it's weird. So you can, you, I mean, you can identify with the position I was in and then some. But I feel like as to where I allowed it once, because I'll be very real, I snuck out without my bodyguard. <laughs> um, I don't like hearing women say more than once. There shouldn't, not that there should even be a once, but when you say second time or even third, no. That there, it's one and done, in my opinion. Women need to know their their inner strength to say, "No, I'm done. You got me once, or you even tried. I'm out." Exactly, exactly. And then I discovered one thing: when you try to get out during a fight with your significant other, the person who is supposed to protect you and to help you and to love you. Supposed to. No, it's not always the case. Now I do have my beloved angel husband who really loves and supports and empowers. But before that, I realized that living during a fight is close to impossible. And then I got an epiphany moment. There are so many times I'm allowed to leave technically, physically the home to go to the grocery store, uh, store, to go to work, to go, I don't know, wherever. You do not have to go back home. You can suddenly disappear, change plans. This is when I changed plan and went straight to the police to report. This is what I did. But you had, you had that strength in you. Yes. Which needs to be... We need to flood, I don't know what other word to use, flood society with that key in mind. You are free to leave at any moment. Exactly. And the truth is that you do not need money to leave. No, and that's also why I feel that these charity events and building these hate havens are so important because look, as a female, as a woman, you know, just in a person, you always want to know you have money in your pocket for whatever it may be, food, anything. 
a cell phone to be on. And for a unit of women, I'm not going to say groups with all these movements. I want to say unit with a unit providing that maybe women will think less before just opening that door and leaving. And I think that is safe, right, and good. Because this is the solution. When there is real abuse, real violence, real, like, or mental, emotional abuse, which is the sneakiest of all, because it crushes you from the inside. And that is bad. <laughs> Honestly, to me, that being crushed from the inside was the worst of all. Worse than being choked, worse than being raped worse than other things because that is a thing that stays with you and continue to eat your life from inside just by your own thoughts repeating the words and believing them it's all my the mind game aspect and that's why i also want to provide education and proper tools and social work for these women but also just to get the message out in general like we said before It's okay to admit if you're mentally not well, if you're in a bad spot. It's not so taboo nowadays. Take the stigma away. Because like we all know, my favorite saying from a Broadway show, Rent, no day but today. We're here today. We're not promised tomorrow. Don't have a bad day. Love your day. Love what you do. Love where you are. Love yourself. Love yourself is probably the biggest of all. Honestly. That this is the one. The demeaning so much on women causes them to learn to not have that love for themselves and see that they are lovable. And that makes, this is what weakens from the inside when you do not love yourself. And this is what strengthens you from the inside when you accept and love yourself first. Right. And I want to put the message out there. It's not just everyday women or working women. It is celebrities. It is athletes. We all endure and feel the same. I don't know why for some reason people think because you're on a TV show or this or that, you are just happy and smiles. We all come home to something. So we, everyone should understand it's an equal platform. Mm -hmm. It's just a matter of stopping it or even lessening it. Stephanie, thank you for being so inspiring. Thank you for breaking the silence. Thank you for empowering our listeners, giving them back their power, giving them back hope that there is a tomorrow. There is something to look forward to. There is a life. And if they are wondering about the challenges, they can challenge, uh, think about you so that they can do like you, love the challenges and rise up to the challenge. Look, I, like I said before, I give you much respect and credit because you're, you're just as much a fighter champion as I am. It may not be the same arena, but the heart and everything that went behind it, yeah. you fought and you rose above. Yes. 
This is why now we lead the way. And we say, you too, come over. Yes, it's hard, but you know what? It's harder to stay there. Yes. That is the truth. It's harder mm. to stay in the abuse than to get out and to create a new life for yourself and your children and your pets and the people who really love and care about you. There really is a life worth living if you make it. Mm -hmm. And we are here to help. Stephanie Mankin is here to help. I am here to help. Absolutely. I may be on the East Coast. You may be on the West Coast. But guess what? I will work with you hand in hand for whomever needs help. This is what makes it beautiful. Together we are stronger. That's a, that's exactly it. Unity. It's unity. A strong front. Totally. Totally. All right. All your information are in the description. When you update your whatever, your your links or anything, let me know. I update them too so that people can at any time, even in 10 years from now, when they listen to that episode, think about you, connect with you. Because your heart is just going to go to grow bigger and bigger. That is just a fact. I appreciate that. Thank you. Thank you very much for being here today. And I look forward for our next conversation. Most definitely. We're, we're going to do something. Yes. Just watch. <laughs> That's what I saw the world. Let the wait and see. Something's coming. <laughs> Thank you so much, Stephanie. <laughs>